Armed with wit, confidence, and a melting pot of experiences, we're tapped into the culture and nothing is off limits. This is Malik and Jamal. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, you know if Ryan Coogler directed <laughs> a crypto movie, it would definitely be, it definitely would have like Compton, basically. Cause you see, he 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 finds a way to put Southern California in every single movie he works on. He does. This is true. Like, I mean, you know, your environment. If I did a movie, all my shit would be in Chicago. Would it really be in Chicago? I mean, most of it, just because I don't feel like thinking too hard about like trying to find places I know. I mean, New York also works. New York is big as hell, though. Like, I don't. I feel like I don't know New York. Um well enough to know it's like small pocket neighborhoods and shit what about manhattan yeah that's fair dang i'm trying to find there's this like really creepy gif of diddy where he's like it's a big head like diddy with a big head and his big head is eating smaller heads of diddy oh that's in that movie um make it to the greek or something yep yep yeah. yeah, but in a more serious note, speaking about movies that I like, get new perspectives on. I rewatched the movie Dear White People, got a totally different read on it now than I did. When was that? My freshman year in college. Is that, was it because of the uh, TV show? Like seeing the TV show and having the story continue, or? No, if anything, I maybe I might rewatch the uh, the two seasons that are well. I guess there's three. There's three. There's three, and they're coming out with one more because it's supposed to be their final season, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. I might rewatch those three seasons now with this new perspective I have. Um, no, I don't even think it was affected by that. I just think it's how I've grown to see blackness and to view it now versus the way I viewed it when I was 18 or even during my college years. Um, I kind of used to see it as a coming of age story for Samantha. Uh, played by Tessa Thompson. Um, and as a coming of age story for the Dean's son. Right. Uh, who else is in there? Yeah, that's... Oh, and of course, a uh, coming oh, of age story for Lionel. Was his name Tyler James Williams or something? Yes, actor's name Tyler James Williams. Yep. Uh, and uh, I used to look at it as a coming of age story for those three. But really, the the point I got from it was everybody's version of blackness is okay exactly right and i think they were able to do that by putting it in an environment where sure it was surrounded by white people but there was a large enough black population to not make it seem like caricatures right it's not like okay you have the one token this type of black person it's a whole like society and civilization um of identity there more so than you would see if it was like the school i went to with like five black people yeah and we all just end up just being like insignificant or caricatures at that point or i feel like that's how some people would look at many of us but yeah when i was thinking of because i i guess when i looked at i was like yeah there's not really a there's not really a good or a bad interpretation here because i think sometimes the jokes came at a lot of characters expenses um 
Lionel's played by Tyler James Williams. Definitely got a lot of the the jokes on him. Um, there weren't too many jokes made about the Dean's son. Yeah, and the for Samantha, really, the only person she the only person that really um, came at her in that way was her boyfriend actually at the very end where he's like, yo, like I've seen your iTunes playlist and I see you be listening to these white artists and how long does it take you to get your hair to look that way? And really questioning her on, you know, how she's putting on a performance for her blackness. I thought it was saying that there is a way to be black that works. But yeah, the movie is really just about like, yo, we're all like in college, especially like we're all just trying to figure it out. And no one's interpretation is wrong. Even Coco's character, the character that was supposed to be from the south side of Chicago and always kind of rejecting a lot of the black stereotypes and things of that nature. Like even her way of viewing blackness wasn't necessarily bad is what works for her, though. You know what I mean? Which I don't know if the TV show and I have to I guess that's why I have to rewatch it. But I don't know if the TV show I think that the TV show sacrifices a lot of that messaging for tension, conflict and focusing on the interrelationships and dating and how that works. I think their attempt at trying to focus on those like minute differences and the black identity between like specific people that are friends in the same group, whatever happens when they make each individual show about one specific person but showing how it intertwines right we're able to see how the world is being seen through their eyes or how a situation we saw from sam's perspective completely changes from lionel's for instance um and i think the narrator kind of helps along that way i would want to watch it again too at least the movie because i hadn't really thought about that until you brought it up especially knowing that they probably didn't plan on making a tv show when the movie was out, like knowing that it was supposed to kind of stand alone. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. And I don't know. I, maybe it's the conversations we've been having. Right. Um, maybe it is just like, again, sitting during the Corona. Um, but yeah, I was really looking at, I was like, yeah, like they are all just trying to figure it out and they're all just doing the best they can with what they have. But again, I don't, you know, I don't fault myself and never think about it that way. It's just, you know, you, you sit around and, you kind of you you mature, you go through life and you just feel like, oh, OK, huh. Never would have thought about it that way. It was interesting, like seeing that movie my senior year and then going to college to where, like, I think 2015 was that year that there were like a shit ton of protests across campuses. Mm. It was a timely movie. And of course, like it came out with kind of that being it's background and what it was going based on but it was just interesting just seeing how similar conversations both in the movie compared to like in actual school or more specifically i think the television show did a really good job at like some of its dialogue was cringy but there's some phrases or like i think what i would at least consider a hope was ad lib on the actor's part where like they just become real for a second they just become a real college student we're mm. like Maybe they're not being the most logical or rational or doing what's best for them or the smartest option or what their parents would want. But she's still a damn kid, practically. Right. Yeah. This is their first taste of freedom. They're just on some ape shit. That's fine. That's normal. It happens. They didn't try to make the characters either all 100 percent like perfect or all 100 percent shitty. Like you can like each character at some point. Yeah. 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 And I and I would definitely say that. um 
I think that's a lesson that many movie makers and TV makers learned from a different world in a lot of ways. Um, we were able to see characters grow and change and shift. Although there, I would definitely say in a different world, there definitely was a preferred way of operation or a preferred way of exercising your blackness that was viewed as acceptable. Um, but even, you know, like the reason Lisa Bonet had to leave the show, which was she became pregnant in real life. Um, at the time, Debbie Allen, shout out to her, uh, sister to Felicia Rashad, great choreographer and dancer and actress and a bunch of wonderful things. But um, one of the showrunners on uh, A Different World, Lisa Bonet had told her that she was pregnant. Um, and so she was excited. Like She was like, yo, like we could actually really dive into like what it's like for a student to be out for the first time and to have a kid and what that looks like. And when they proposed it to Bill Cosby at the time, he was like, Denise Huxtable would never get pregnant. I was about to say, Denise was mad. I mean, dang, I don't mean to speak like this about people that have kids. But like, Denise was mad reckless. Like, Denise was <laughs> Denise was always making decisions and not thinking this about his voice. He was like, yo, I'm sorry, I'm about to disrespect y'all, but I have to. Yo, man. <laughs> but seriously, though, Denise was constantly like the whole point of the first season was that Denise literally just kept making decisions and not really thinking about the repercussions of said decisions. I think they wanted Denise to grow up more. And so like Cosby probably ended up changing drastically the way they did shit so that she was interacting more with the oh, adults. Oh but pretty God. much it transitioned to Vanessa being the person who made the dumbass decisions. Like Vanessa used to be smart. She was like a like sweet nerd. Mm. She took off. She took more after Sandra, Sandra than she did Denise. Mm. I guess so. That makes sense. Yeah, but I think also when you look at Cosby and you think about how, how he viewed blackness, you know what I'm saying? Like the pound cake speech, which is now infamous, where he says. Why would a black person steal a pound cake knowing that there are white people looking to see you fail? Like, why would you steal something knowing people are looking for you to do the terrible things? Don't do the terrible things because you're probably going to get caught. Uh, ironically, at this point, he makes this point. And historically, like even him uh, berating Eddie Murphy because of the way that uh, his the one of his tours had so much profanity in it and... Um, wasn't his view of an upstanding black man um, or the way his criticism of the Wayans brothers. I mean, and it goes on and on, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, I guess, yeah, he definitely would have a way he would want his characters to appear. And to be honest, other than um, who was there was the, uh, the woman that was an older woman that had a kid that ends up dating Sinbad's character. Uh, Jaleesa. Like, Jaleesa was the only one that didn't kind of fit the archetype, but even she, you could make the argument that she was trying to quote-unquote better herself in a way that Cosby, I'd imagine, would find it. Or maybe, I won't even blame it on Cosby because he's not the only one on the show. But if you're thinking about a very specific way of looking at success in blackness, it follows that trend. It follows that trajectory. It's almost like you couldn't have... A representation like that be its own standalone story if you were trying to prove the point about black their idea of black excellence that you were right the only reason i say that is because you pretty much have um was it jasmine guy 
Yes. There we go. Whitley's character. She pretty much plays that character Lisa Bonet could have been as Denise on that uh, Fresh Prince episode. Yeah, there was an episode where she was uh, the original uh, Aunt Viv's student. Uh And so, like, you know, she's from the Bronx, I think, or some part of New York. And, like, her and Will are going at it from him being, like, West Side Philly and everything like that. And then they start, like, making out. Um, and then they start, like, they jump to her date, them dating, and Aunt Viv is like, yo, you gotta stop seeing her because her grades are slipping, and, you know, this is it for her. Um, her entire family's counting on her, she's first generation, all of this other stuff. I'm saying, mm. that story would be a great, like, you know, overcoming challenges story. There are so many, there's only, like, a couple of ways of perceived Black excellence, and People don't want to acknowledge potential shortcomings as such. Right. But I think then that leans back into how many people thought that the Cosby show was corny in the way that it portrayed a wealthy upper middle. Well, not wealthy, well, upper middle class black family. One parent's a doctor, one parent's a lawyer because they and they said it was corny because it wasn't their experience. It's not an experience that resonates with a certain audience, which is fair. But I think that leans when you have that one perception of what is black excellence, I think that's when you get into I think that's when you get into isolating an audience. And I think that it it fed into that perception that black people couldn't just be normal people. I think. And there's not one version of success, one version of progress, one version of being a good person. Um, one type of flaw or because there i mean they did touch on that a little bit with uh damn i'm trying to remember the character's name kim kim was the med school student that also worked at the diner and she was yeah she had a lot of that you know for and Dwayne as well first generation family depend on them having to get them grades right uh stem heavy etc etc um so yeah, it's interesting. But then they have characters like Jada Pinkett Smith's character, who is much more like definitely supposed to be representative of that quote unquote like urban experience. Blackish. I haven't been watching a lot of blackish. I stuck to grownish. I kind of, and I guess I'm criticizing a show for not being afraid to do the one thing I'm saying other shows should. I wasn't as thrilled at how they showed Andre's character as like a father and husband. How so? There are two, um, two or three episodes that come to mind, but recently there was an episode where Rainbow was being selected on the board of her hospital. Mm. And there, the episode was pretty much Dre getting over his ego, realizing, like, yo, my wife is all that, right? Like, my wife is the shit, and I might not be on that level, but that's okay. I want to celebrate her. I'm going to gas her up. Mm. And... At the end of the show, you obviously end up having him like come to terms with the right thing to do, right? Moral of the show. But I don't know. I feel like you don't see much of a character progression with him. Have a conversation with Junior, for instance. He'll start respecting him and everything. And then, like, an episode later, he's like, Yeah, we should move and not tell the kids or like shit like that. And like, I get that he's joking, but you don't see the other side. And I don't know if there's like a larger commentary about black fathers can't be emotional or show feeling or whatever, or right. So like, instead of like actually being present, you just provide money and support financial support for the family. 
And that's like mm-hmm. all you were pretty much good for. And I don't know. I, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Just seeing like one of the few uh, dis- like depictions of a black family uh, that goes through the perspective of the black male primarily. Um, and just seeing him seeing all of those shortcomings like it's interesting to me because i have to i think what i need to do i need to watch more episodes because i've i've watched i've dibbled and dabbled and i've watched a few episodes sure but um, then again the episodes i watched like one of them was when uh what was it it was when junior decides to move into his own apartment okay one was when junior and the guys i guess his roommates or whatever literally like take all of their parents food uh, yeah, I don't really know where that puts Andre. I think I've seen, I mean, if we're comparing how Andre John, Johnson treats Junior, like, when he's in high school versus how he treats him post, I think there's a difference for sure. It's between, um, I think that where we see the difference happens once he decides to start working at the um, marketing firm. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how he treats him prior to that, where, you know, he's, taking his quote-unquote gap year realizing it might actually not be a gap year maybe he just doesn't want to do college like the only times and i could be wrong on this but it seems like the only times you see andre take an interest in junior is whenever it's something he cares about that's true no no no. I, yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um yeah because that's why he well then again zoe was was his favorite um until she started to go in a direction that he didn't approve of. Yeah, I guess I guess that's accurate. I guess that is very accurate. But I don't even I I think it is a humorous spin of what we all go through though. Cuz there's always I don't I think there are very few parents that would especially when you are a parent that went from being having nothing into having something and having a lot of something. That's true. When you make that trend, I think there's very few parents that would be like, oh, you're going to take this unconventional route. Okay, cool. I'm 100 percent. I'm going to 100 percent support you in whatever decision you make, even if I think it's a horrible idea. I mean, even with Bo, like Bo got real hard on Junior. She did. You're right. She was not playing that. Once he uh, decided he wasn't going to college, she, man. Like the oldest kids are going through it. They don't have no favorite parents. <laughs> like their their parents don't mess with them at all. Um you don't fuck with those kids. Yeah. Twins but are the last hope. Twins are the last, which is hilarious because I mean, Marseille's character, I don't know where they're gonna take her, but she seems to be like she's gonna be the one that takes the conventional routes and succeeds and all that. I don't know what's gonna happen with Jack though. That boy. <laughs> fascinating he's um, so interesting like and i love the there's a robotics episode where he joins the robotics team and i just love that representation so much because it was like the black person um it was the black person like doing the thing that ain't no black people know about it was like yeah. what like, what are we doing you sure about that all right cool cool um, so it was just interesting, like seeing that dynamic because I definitely remember, like back when we were in high school, like different shit I was a part of was like, um, excuse me, what the hell is ultimate frisbee? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, wait, what you mean you play volleyball in a gym? Yeah. 
Uh, my dad was just making a joke about a family friend of ours. He's in high school now. And somebody was like, oh, yeah, you know, he plays hockey now. He's, my dad was like, what? <laughs> hockey. Oh, OK. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that is a, a wealthier sport. Um, but I think that's that's supposed to be what blackish is. It's that clash between that classic view of what it means to be a successful black person and how that looks very different in the um, 2010s and beyond and um, with this generation. And once you factor in, you know, wealth and different uh, social classes. Um, and I think they do a pretty good job with that, even with Junior dating a white girl at that one point. Like, oh, Bo's reaction to that. Yeah. That was great. And she's half white herself. That was hilarious. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it's I think it, it is fair. Andre is not the most uh Yeah, he's not really much for showing like affection and respect towards his kids. Um towards anybody. And that's why that's he fair. almost gets divorced from Bo from Bo. <laughs> That's true. Because of that lack of respect. So, I don't know. I think the show finds... Because I think also you got to think about sitcoms, right? The point of a sitcom is not to... Is... I I don't like shows like this, but the point of a sitcom is that it does continuously... It does keep going. And I respect them for the simple fact that they will let Zoe graduate and go to school and they will let junior do his own path thanks so much for listening to malik and jamal y'all we make every episode hoping our listeners walk away with a laugh and a new perspective hopefully we hit the mark if you liked what you heard subscribe to our channel share our episodes and follow us on instagram at malik x jamal if you hated what you heard well feel free to slide in our dms and tell us what you think we don't really give a damn but sometimes we get bored and need some cheap entertainment all right until next time posse out